Hi guys. Hello friends. Hello enemies. Hello confidants. You are listening to Brainstorm, a podcast about art making where we tell you how to think and what to throw away. So trash your erasers, guys, because we're going to lead you on a fucking adventure today. I'm Cottle. I am a monster enthusiast, a caffeine addict, and your boomer friend. But who is this talking to me right now? Who are you? Oh, well, we're here to teach you how to think. (laughs) I love that. It's like, we're here to teach you what to think. Like... You have no... (laughs) We're the thought police. You have no free thought. You have no free will. (laughs) You agreed to this when you clicked play. Sorry, but you're in for about 30 minutes of brainwashing. Um, (laughs) So you're my boomer friend? Yep. I have realized um, that at the tender age of 25, I'm starting to get out of touch. It's okay. I didn't know how to use Instagram stories or Zoom. Oh no. I mean, Zoom is kind of like a boomer tool. So I get that. I can understand that. But, you know, I've never been in a position in my life where I haven't genuinely, like, intuitively understood technology. And it's kind of scary. Damn. Okay. Well, when you when you live with people your own age, <laughs> I think... We'll be able to fix that. But I am Garrett. I am a comic artist, an illustrator, a bicon, bisexual icon, and a professional passive-aggressive email writer. Yes. I've read some of his emails, and it is just incredible. I feel good. I feel I have improved. The sheer malice behind it like sealed off with like a little smiley face it's just like mm. smiley face is just a bullet between the eyes it is <laughs> it's it's your ticket to like i don't know a verbal stab wound <laughs> it's like the final fuck you yeah to the end of a shit sunday oh yeah yeah i love a shit sunday oh yeah yeah some of the emails you sent well the thing about it is that like people people are not up front with you you know they're not um you know telling you the truth they're using all these fancy swindling words so you gotta speak their language and make it look as positive as possible but also like send threats (laughs) right totally but in a in a polite way just be like per my last email you illiterate bitch (laughs) yes exactly per my last email i'm going to report you (laughs) (laughs) so well today y'all i was sending passive aggressive emails in the face of rejection because today we're going to talk about not saying failure because when we fail you know, that just means that we can improve. And it's a it's a bad word, you know, kind of like using the word doo-doo late, how I talked about reframing that in an earlier episode. Yeah, using the word shit. It's just, it's a loaded word and we can talk about how to reframe it more positively. So we're going to explore better words and better ways to think about art when you're disappointed in your work. Yeah, yeah. Sounds pretty good. So, 
Yeah, I mean, I can get started if if you'd like. Go ahead. I would like you to tell me more about why failure is such a bad word. Well, first of all, it's got baggage, right? When we fail, it doesn't feel good. Failure is attached to consequences, especially when we're growing up. I feel like, you know, we've talked about this in the past and in previous episodes, but an example I like to give is when you fail a test, right? It creates like this false dichotomy creates this sense of black and white thinking that you either pass or fail that something is either a complete win or a complete failure white or black and that's just not the way the world works and it's not a healthy way to think when you think in these extreme terms it's it robs you of the full experience that life has to offer and all of the grays in between and i think failure no matter how much we try to put a positive spin on the word still hurts. Oh yeah, totally. Like nobody wants to be told like you're a failure or you failed. (laughs) I failed or, you know, it just, it doesn't feel good. Like no matter what, it's just, it's just a loaded gun. You know, it's like one of Garrett's emails. It'll just fuck you up. So I personally just believe like, Throw the baby out with the bathwater. Fuck that baby. Like, just throw it out. Just fuck it. Like, don't even use the word failure anymore. Like, it's not good. You can't fix it. Yeah. Don't try to reclaim it. (laughs) Get rid of the baby. Hide the baby. Sell it. Whatever you gotta do. Yeah. And instead, replace the word failure with learning experience. Or... Instead of saying, I failed, say, I did my best. Or instead of saying, wow, I really failed at that task, ask yourself, how did I learn from that task? Uh, Instead of saying, wow, I really suck, I failed at that, I'm not good enough, just be like, I did the best with what I had. Mm. Because that's really all we're trying to do on this earth is just doing our best. And... When you continually put yourself down and and say to yourself, like, well, I failed at that, I failed at this, my my boss hates me, my mom hates me, I'm a failure. Like, that is not helping anybody, least of all yourself. Yeah. So, I mean, Garrett, do you have an example on how to kind of reframe failure? Yeah. Well, first, I like the way that you kind of framed how failure is a bad word. You know, I like the way that you said it implies consequence, because I think a lot of times when we think about failure, we think about, oh, what's going to happen because I failed? Like there's something at stake. And I know when we're growing up and we, you know, are like potty training or something, um, if we fail to use the toilet, we have effectively shit our pants. <laughs> so it definitely has consequences associated with it. And I think that that's just something that is programmed into us from just a really early age. So I think that in terms of my example of failing, I feel like at work or, you know, if you are lucky enough to still be going to work at this time, it's a big opportunity to let your 
productivity or your failure to produce attach to your own self-worth. And it's tough because you have to do mental gymnastics in order to get out of someone, you know, perhaps your boss telling you that you failed or, you know, because it doesn't always come from yourself. We could say like, oh, I failed, you know, but then there's also just the outside influence of that there's someone being like you failed so we have to learn to be able to let go of outside people telling us that we failed or if someone is not telling us that we failed and they're just trying to help us not having an inner voice that is saying oh well they're just they're telling you that because you failed they're telling you that because you've had a failure to connect the dots. I think that's just an anxious way of thinking. It's something that I've caught myself doing a lot recently. And that's how we choose these episodes is by being like, what's, how are we, what are we struggling with this week? You know? Yeah. And this is it for us. So, you know, free therapy, working around it and, and getting to the other side of it. Yeah. I've come to the realization that we, our minds are like a garden. We can cultivate our inner world and our inner thoughts. We can nurture good thoughts and we can nurture positive ways of thinking or we can neglect those and just kind of give the garden over to the weeds or negative thinking that sucks all the life and joy out of us. So first of all, let me just preface this by saying it's okay to fail, right? Like let's just just give yourself that permission. Like Mm -hmm. first off, it is okay to not be a perfect, amazing human being and excel at everything that you touch, like a productivity Midas. It is okay yeah. to quote unquote fail. Another thing that I've thought is failure implies that you can't learn anything from an experience. Failure is just this black hole that tells you, wow, this experience was wasted, my time was wasted, I didn't learn anything from this, which isn't true. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to subscribe lately to the nothing is wasted mentality because it's creating a feeling of abundance in my life. Whether or not I get what I want, that's irrelevant. The fact is that every experience can be learned from and every experience is just one little point in this vast myriad of experiences that you can't even begin to fathom. So a failure, quote unquote, is like a drop in the ocean. You will have so many other experiences and you can and absolutely will learn from this, quote unquote, failure. So like I said before, all experiences can be learned from the outcome of those experiences are irrelevant to you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Something that I have seen recently that I really like is that successful people fail like willingly and often. They fail because they know it's part of the route to success, you know? what's his name like fucking edison failed two thousand times when he was making the light bulb like that's the classic (laughs) and then he stole shit from 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 tesla but we don't anyway (laughs) poor tesla that's true that's true that's true so you can be a crook and a failure um crook and a failure you could be like benjamin franklin just striking lightning so I think it was you actually who said you are not your inner voice. You're the person who is aware of your inner voice. Yeah, that's some that's some Buddhist shit right there. That's my boy City G. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 
So saying like, you have a thought and it's a bad one. You're not that thought. You are the person who was aware of your inner thoughts trying to beat you up and get you down. I've talked about it before, but the five, four, three, two, one method of like counting down in your head and it activates your prefrontal cortex to make it so you you know that's the part of your brain that is the most conscious that's the most aware of your thoughts that's the part of the brain that activates when you're able to like judge your thoughts and just be like well is this a good thought is this a thought i should keep having so it's the part of yourself where you start to use logic and be a little bit more conscious about things so when you notice yourself have that shit thought just count on down and we always suggest you know to replace it with something i got that you know kind of like from mel robbins so yeah i think your reframes of like i did my best you know this is how i was able to learn and also when you find yourself falling short of something you can judge or see what is in your way or why you are struggling and i think that that is a good thing to address so i don't think failure is always bad to be like think about because if you are falling short you can acknowledge that and you can say okay well what's holding me back there are obviously problems here like what are those problems and you know my boss will sometimes be like well how can i help you to achieve this thing and i think that's a positive way to frame that even to yourself being like how can i help you little piece of shit self like (laughs) why why are you why are you struggling what is what are you dealing with? Like, what's the problem? And then you can like step away and be like, well, I'm actually having a problem with this because I don't fully understand it. Or I'm actually struggling here because I need time to process everything that I need to do. And so I'm just staring, you know, at my canvas or my computer or piece of paper, just like blank, you know? Sometimes maybe you need to go to the side and think a little bit more and process a little bit more, work on some thumbnails or something to get yourself to be able to produce. Right. Like, instead of just being like, I failed and leaving it at that, (gasps) kind of analyze what failure means in the first place. Like, semantically, what, what the fuck does failure mean? What is the definition of failure? It means that you have not reached a goal. And that is it. It just means that you have not reached a goal that in trying to do a task you did not meet an expectation and that expectation is created either by you in your own mind or by an external force like your boss or your company but at its core it just means that you did not meet an expectation or a particular outcome that you or another party wanted that is not a reflection on your worth as a human being. Yeah, how would you say we can separate that a little bit more? Because I struggle a lot with being like, with quantifying my own self-worth based on my productivity. Ooh, I feel that in my soul. (laughs) I feel that. I think it's just like a cultural fucking disease that we have right yeah the idea that unless we produce unless we earn a certain capita like we're somehow worthless as a human being yes which is totally not true like you have inherent worth just from being alive and the criteria that we set for ourselves that give us worth 
are a mix of our internal values and what we have absorbed from the world at large. So the good thing is you can change how you view yourself and what gives you self-worth. You can just choose to love yourself unconditionally. There is literally nothing stopping you from deciding to love yourself unconditionally no matter what. The only things that are stopping you are your negative thoughts and a dysfunctional view of the world. And if you find yourself not being receptive or open or feeling like you're not deserving of this unconditional love and there's something stopping you from tapping into that, I would I would be curious. I would be curious to that and ask yourself, well, where is this coming from? Identify the source of it and ask yourself, is this external? Was this a belief that I internalized because of society? Was it something that my family said to me? Is it my mental illness telling me I'm not worthy of XYZ unless I do this, this, and that? Definitely check your source. We talk about that a lot here. Checking the source of your information, checking the source of where your expectations are arising or what you're listening to. Because oftentimes they're not helpful or they're wrong, like dead ass just wrong. So I think the most important thing you can say to yourself is to have agency, to realize that the way that you perceive the world, your philosophy, the way you talk to yourself, the way that you interpret the world, it is a mental scape that is within your grasp that you can change at any point in fucking time. You're not a slave to your mind. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah, that is like, that's empowering, you know, to be able to say like, I have the power to reframe myself, to reframe how I talk to myself, to reframe how I care about myself. You know, it's within your power. So I would say too, if you struggle like I struggle with that, then take that conversation up with yourself and be like, why are you letting this weigh on you so much? Why are you letting people's perception of how productive you are way on you you know I think it comes a lot from culture and just being like well if you don't work you're just sitting around all day doing nothing being good for nobody you know that's something definitely set up in our culture I also want to talk about how to take care of yourself when you realize you haven't met some expectation yeah so yeah what do you what do you think about that what do you suggest yeah, so I mean we can we can go into like conceptual things and metaphors and stuff, but at the end of the day it's like what the fuck do you do when you get rejected from your job or you get fired or a project doesn't go the way you want it to go? Like what do you do when you're just with yourself and this feeling of failure? Yeah. First of all, give yourself a great big hug. <laughs> right? Yeah. Hug yourself, bitch. The first, yeah, <laughs> hug yourself, you sad bitch. Like the first <laughs> step is self-compassion, right? Telling yourself it is okay that this happened. It's not a reflection on you. Not punishing yourself for the outcome. Even if it's something that maybe, quote unquote, you could have prevented. Just handling it, first of all, with self-compassion and self-acceptance and self-love and then you know moving into the practical advice of like well how do I do that you know how do I express love towards myself it might be meditating it might be taking a nice hot bath or a nice hot shower it might be cooking your favorite food or getting takeout from your favorite place it might be playing a video game that you really enjoy and that calms you down but Mm -hmm. do something that is self-care 
because self-care is a right. It's not an afterthought. Yeah. So for some people, that thing, I have more things that I could suggest about, you know, taking care of your mental health. One of those things is doing a menial task, you know, like doing the dishes or just like getting yourself away from the kind of existential dread of (laughs) failure related to, you know, something higher on the hierarchy of needs list. So if you just do an easy task for yourself that's like low on the totem pole, that's easy to accomplish, you instantly feel better. You feel like you've succeeded at something. Second off, if you're having a lot of these like thoughts, you gotta fucking eat something. (laughs) And lastly, take a break, take a step back from whatever it is you're doing, start to work on something else that you feel more confident in and then come back to it. It's really a lot about your frame of mind when you are jumping into something. And if you're having a lot of these doubts when you start an activity, it really makes it hard to go well. If you're just like, well, I don't know if this is gonna do, I don't know if this is gonna be good. I'm not very confident in myself right now. I don't know what's happening. Like you just gotta be like, whoa yeah slow down you know i think for a lot of us taking care of our mental health is art so i think in those situations you do kind of have to take up something else that is a little bit easier that you can always trust yourself to feel you know pretty confident in something that's a little bit easy maybe going for a run what do you suggest so something that has helped me a lot is Again, so for example, like if we're talking about this from a mental health perspective, or just even if you're just burnt out, if you're depressed, if you're burnt out, if you're anxious, whatever, I think what happens in situations is that we feel powerless to stop them. Yes. We feel like this is out of our control, that things will never get better, things will never improve, that our thoughts just run amok and crazy. And the first And best thing you can do for yourself, in my opinion, is to take your power back. How do you do that? What helps me is knowing and saying to myself, there is something I can do for myself right now to make myself feel better. And it doesn't have to be anything broad or sweeping. It can literally be, I'm gonna swing my leg out of bed and touch the floor today. Mm -hmm. If I don't feel like getting out of bed, like physically getting up and doing anything, cool. At least I can put my toe out of bed. Yeah, there's something within your power. Yeah, and then maybe my, the rest of me. But there is always something within your power that you can do no matter how small, no matter how large. It is right at your fingertips, right fucking now. Yes. So that might be for you, taking a shower. It might be drinking a glass of water. It might be just standing outside for five minutes. It might just be sitting at your desk when you're feeling overwhelmed and just having some lighting a candle maybe having an aromatherapy thing just meditating for like two minutes at your desk there is always something you can do for yourself no matter what in any fucking scenario you got to take your power back yeah that's great um and something that helps me write passive aggressive emails (laughs) is um 
is Chris Voss, uh, who I've mentioned before, you know, about negotiation. And he was a hostage negotiator for the FBI. And the last thing on his list, after he has used every other tactic in order to sway whomever to into doing what he would like you know that's what negotiation is his lat his like hail mary at the end of it is to use the word powerless because nobody wants to be powerless failure is a weapon you know people use it in order to get what they want out of you so for you to get smart to this and for you to be able to flip it <laughs> and be a piece of shit and do it to other people. Um, Reverse engineer it. Exactly. It's a way to empower yourself. I mean, it sucks because it's definitely founded a little bit on bullying. Because, <laughs> because the whole principle of bullying is that, you know, you put someone in else down to elevate yourself or make yourself feel better however in in the rules of negotiation all gloves are off and it's just fucking verbal war so the last thing that he does is just say oh well it sounds like you're powerless in in making this happen and of course this is just language so like if you're on the receiving end of this you can just be like well Nope, that's actually exactly what I want. You know, it's very easy to just kind of like ignore and just like let it roll off your back. But it's a good, it's something about human psychology. None of us want to be powerless. We will do anything in our power in order to not be rendered powerless or in order to not appear powerless. Yeah. And that's where wanting to control shit comes from. Totally. Like wanting to control your environment, other people, yourself, your reality is just a form of power grabbing. Yes. Which is totally normal and totally understandable because the alternative is a feeling of fear and powerlessness and anxiety, which nobody wants to feel those things. Yeah, absolutely not. But we also have to understand that control is... To quote my favorite show, Mr. Robot, control is an illusion. <laughs> like, none of us really have it in the sense of like, our sense of control is based on expectations for certain things. Yeah, yeah. So, oh my god, I just had a brain fart. Well, it's hard because I feel like we're like, you can control anything in your environment, but then also control is also an illusion. Right. Like you can. Okay. So let me, let me rephrase that. You can control yourself, right? Yes. You can't control other people. You can't control your environment. You can't control society at large. The only thing you can control is yourself. Yes. And everything external to that is illusory. Yeah. Like. You can believe that you have control over other people. You can believe that you have control over a client or a situation, but honestly, like you don't. <laughs> like you can only control how you respond to a situation. Yeah. How you internalize things, how you navigate the world. Yes. Um, and you can control your thoughts in the sense of you can choose whether your thoughts dictate you. Or the other way around. Yeah. You can choose to let go of thoughts. You can choose to not pursue thoughts. You can choose to see thoughts as untrue or truthful. Yeah. Or just thoughts. That's true. 
Yes, yeah. I mean, I think that's good, and I think that my mentioning of that principle is just the fact, you know, that's taking control to the nth degree. That's trying your very best and taking your attempt to control a situation to its end, basically, seeing it to its end. And this, the reason that these principles exist is because we really, you know, we can't control other people or how they perceive us, and that's why having such control over over your own inner voice surrounding failure especially is helpful because we can't control if other people see us in a certain way. We can't control sometimes whether or not we're doing a, a task okay, you know? We can control ourselves, but if we're not meeting some kind of expectation, maybe it's because we need to know more. Maybe it's because we need to process something. Like I said before, you know, maybe you need to like watch a YouTube tutorial before you can draw that face. It's like no shortcoming of you. It's just you don't have the knowledge necessary. So I think that using failure, quote unquote, as a sign to dive more into something, to explore more, and to figure out what is holding you back is great. But also, in the end, all we can control is ourselves. If if you do move on to that next thing, if you do watch a YouTube tutorial, that is a result of you being in control of yourself. Your shortcoming to be able to draw or create that thing is not a reflection of your lack of control of yourself. You just didn't have the knowledge that you needed, but you always have the control to go out and get that. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's why I think eliminating the word failure Mm -hmm. and just framing it as a learning experience like just framing it as a neutral thing right just yeah let's say i wanted to draw an arm and it didn't come out the way i wanted it to it didn't i didn't meet the expectation in my head or maybe i'm looking at my drawing and then i'm looking at the arm that i'm referencing off of and they just don't look the same instead of being like wow i suck or wow i failed a more constructive way of approaching that situation would be okay I'm not happy with what I'm seeing right now mm -hmm. because that's also part of failure, right? It's a very visceral, emotional reaction. It connotes like anxiety, unhappiness, negative emotions. So if you can frame it in such a way that's like, it's not that you failed, it's that this did not meet up to your expectation. This is making you feel a certain way. Like, I'm looking at my arm right now. Or actually, hands. For me, it's fucking hands. I fucking hate hands. But yeah. To use a, a personal example near and dear to my heart, hands and drapery. Ugh. <laughs> so I can look at hands and be like, wow, I suck. Wow, I failed at this. This is a failure. This, Like, it doesn't look anything like the reference photo. I can say that which is unconstructive and unpleasant and just feels bad. Or I can say, I'm feeling unhappy right now. Yeah. Feeling unhappy. This is a state that I'm in that will change. Mm -hmm. So I can say, I'm feeling unhappy with this outcome. I feel like I can improve my hands and ask myself like, okay, well, how can I improve? Maybe I'll start doing five minute hand studies every day. Maybe I'll pick up an anatomy book and look at the anatomy of hands and do anatomical studies of a hand. So one method is identifies the problem, identifies what you're feeling, identifies your expectations around the thing. And the other thing is just like, I failed. And period, fucking 
it doesn't help. Yeah. So that's why I think like just eliminating the word failure from your vocabulary or the way you talk to yourself is just better because again, it's just such a loaded charged term and comes with so many like negative experiences and negative emotions that it's just easier to get rid of it rather than try to reframe it. Yeah. In the words of one of our future episodes, just fucking Google it. Yeah. You know, if you're having if you're having a problem with something and you're not drawing something the way you would like, then that's an option. You know? Like it's within your control. You got this. If you are having issues, that's a good way to get over them. So, Gato, do you have anything to add to our slander of the word failure? <laughs> failure (laughs) Um, no just again like to reiterate what i said instead of saying i failed say to yourself i did my best instead of saying i suck at this or like this didn't turn out the way i wanted instead say to yourself this is how i learned from this yeah and remember i did my best with what i had And nothing Mm -hmm. is wasted. No experience is wasted. Even a failure, quote unquote, can be learned from. It can either improve your art or it can improve the way that you think about your art and the way you think about yourself. Yes. So if you just approach all situations as neutral, neither good nor bad, neither failure nor a win, you'll be better off. Amen. I believe. Yes. Um, yeah, I think that's that's great. And yeah, whatever way that you can reframe things, because nothing is wasted, you know? If, if you quote unquote fail, that's a learning opportunity. That's a way for you to figure out how you can do it better next time. Of course. So speaking of next time, that's when we'll see you guys. Thank you so much for listening. And Kato, where can, where, this is a new thing I, I wanted to add to our outro. Um, that I forgot to tell you about before the episode. Um, Kato, where can people find you on the internet? <gasps> on the internet? Oh, man. Yeah. On the World Wide Web. Um, so yes. you can find me on Instagram at Garo.Casal. You can also find me on Twitter at Garo M. Casal. And you can find me on ArtStation. So ArtStation.com slash Casal. Noise. Um, you can find me on Instagram at TGA underscore Lalo. You can also find me at that same username on Twitter. And you can find me on Behance at Behance.net slash Garrett Lie. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, guys. It has been a pleasure talking to all of you failures. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> talking to all you losers out there. <laughs> Um, no, I have, I have to include myself in that because this whole episode, I just talked about how much I struggle with it. So from one failure to another, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Bye. Bye guys. Love you. Catch you next time.